Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is Hemet and Jessica, and you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast to support the show. You get bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, all the good Discord server access, Facebook group, mm-hmm. etc. Yes. Um, you can watch this on YouTube. You probably are watching this on YouTube. I don't know what you you're doing right now. You can watch it on YouTube. You can listen to it on YouTube and see like a still. You can do many things on YouTube. Um, okay. <laughs> As we are getting started here, I I have to start with this story that literally everyone sent me because it's just click. It's bait for me. Yeah, hem and bait is, is a dangerous <laughs> thing. You got to be careful when you chum and those waters. Here's what I think happened. A Christian mother in Texas posts something wild on Facebook. Mm. And it's so wild that, you know, the comments underneath, people aren't just like, tagging their friends like get a load of this yeah they're tagging local news outlets like hey have you guys seen what this person's saying so one of these local news outlets in texas was this something i sent you i maybe among other people okay maybe it was a lot of people yeah uh i think the local news contacted her and said let's get you on camera talking about this thing that you're super Mm. passionate about And in this woman's life, no one said that's a bad idea. So not only did she go on camera to talk about the thing she's super passionate about, Mm -hmm. the camera people just decided, what's the best angle to film this? You know what? Let's just zoom in. Zoom in as close as possible. Whatever your TV space is, Mm. it's just going to be her face. And there's no room for anything else. That's Not not chair and the background just zoomed in all the way. And so here's what she said in her post. I don't know how much of this you want me to read, but it is glorious. I would like to hear all of it. Thank you. All right. Mamas. Oh, God. I should say her name is Jamie Jamie Gooch. Have fun with that. Okay. Mamas, I feel a strong conviction to Mm. share a word with you. As mothers and wives, we Uh are the gatekeepers of our homes, meaning whatever we allow in has a rightful place to reside and grow there because we, all caps, have given it permission, whether good or bad, fruitful or rotten. So far, I'm not completely disagreeing with you. If you're intentional about your life, Uh you bring things into your home that you want there and not just garbage. So, okay, okay. She's not a hoarder. Next sentence. Intentionality. With the release of Hocus Pocus 2 coming up, (laughs) I would be wrong not to sound the alarm and warn you to protect your children. After all, the whole movie is based on harvesting the purity of children's souls so that witches may live on. I mean... (sighs) She has seen the movie. That is how well, that movie works. She saw the Hocus first, Pocus 1. The first movie. I haven't seen the second came one Came out yet. in 93, by the way. It's a very it's a good movie. I, I'm not doubting it. Hocus Pocus, by definition, means meaningless talk or activity, often designed to draw attention away from and disguise what is actually happening. I think when I was a kid, I had a crush on Binks the cat, so maybe that's what she's talking <laughs> about. I had some confusing feelings about the... 
the cat with the British man's voice. There, oh, it gets more specific. Don't worry. What is actually happening when we watch these films? What are we subjecting our minds to with A-R-E? Our minds oh. to? What are we welcoming into the homes of our families? So she it, doesn't mean physical things you bring into your home. She means emotional things, which I guess is kind I, of different correct. from what I was thinking. It seems silly, right? <laughs> that you would need... condoing her house. <laughs> that you would need to consider what is coming through your TV screen. It seems innocent mm. until, until it's not. Until Bette Midler starts singing, <laughs> I got a spell on you because it's a literal that what interpretation of a figurative song. Yeah. yeah, she sings I Put a Spell on You and it's I, outstanding. I'm sure I saw well, it. Because Kathy Najimy, 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 and Sarah Jessica Parker are both also songstresses in their oh. own right, as is the wonderful lady Bette, who has some not great opinions nowadays. However, <laughs> she does sing. I put a spell on you, which is by, oh shit, I cannot no think idea. of the name, but it's, you know, it's a literal fun little thing and they get a spell put on them and I think the kids break into a junior high. She goes on, I'll try to be brief. No, she won't. Well, not, nor will I. <laughs> Please hear me when I tell you the truth that the witches and warlocks and the satanic church abuse mm-hmm. and sacrifice children Oop. in their spiritual rituals abuse to gain more power in the underworld. Oh. If that sounds not grammatically correct, you are correct. I mean, let's not devolve into snobbery just because you have bad grammar doesn't mean your views are bad, but she has bad grammar and her views are bad. That is correct. I would not really care about the spelling errors. The importance of languages, communication and clarity. I would not be pedantic about the your and the apostrophes. But this bitch did not earn our grace. Yes. (laughs) She goes on. So before you hit play on the night of the premiere of this movie, please ask yourself, if not only your mind, but your children's minds are strong enough to ward off the hypnotization and bewitching trance that will be coming through the screen to aid in the desensitization of the coming evil in this world. Don't fall victim to the schemes of hell. I say all of this because I, too, have fallen into the trap a time or two. Uh-oh. And the spiritual warfare I had to endure because of my own ignorance, I wish on no one. Now, Jimmy and Parker <laughs> put out a great performance every time. Awaken and rise up, mamas. Rise There's up. a war being waged on our homes, and we are the gatekeepers. Um, wow. <sighs> Holy shit. That was so much fun for me. Um, have you ever... <laughs> okay, this is... Obscure, and I know you haven't seen it. Do you know the movie? Oh, shit. I think it's a Halloween movie, but it's like three, and it's called Curse of the Silver Shamrock. No. And the thing is, they are selling masks for these kids, and then it's like, don't forget, kids, at 8 o'clock on Halloween, turn on the TV at this exact time, put on your mask, and then something bad is going to happen. The kids get sucked in or uh, catch on fire. Uh, Unclear what the consequences will be. Anyway, that's what I think this woman, I think she like saw that movie and then forgot it, and then she was like, everybody's going to sit down on opening night and hit play simultaneously on their televisions, and then... uh, Again, unclear what the consequences were at the end of that movie, but like, is that what she thinks is going to happen? Like, they're going to enter your home yeah. via well, TV. So she via appears. Your TV. She and appears. Is Hocus on, Pocus two, the worst thing that she's seen yes. on television. Uh, she appears on KWTX in Texas, and here's what she says to say. them. Do not watch this film. Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. 
And I don't think this is spiritual. I think she really thinks oh. they're going to cast a spell through your TV, which, oh, so listen, I'm all for smart TVs and good technology, sure. and that's not how anything works. No, it's, I think we'll get smell vision before we get that. Right? No, I, yeah. This does sound like a woman having sort of a paranoia See, paranoid here's, episode. I disagree with you. No. I, and I think this is unfair to her because I have no reason to think if, if she were genuinely suffering some sort of mental illness, I don't yeah. think it would be funny to make fun of her. No, no. I think she harbors pretty standard insane Christian beliefs yeah. about supernatural things because there is there are plenty of evangelical Christians who think Halloween is yeah. some sort of satanic, horrible thing. Um, yeah. And like, she's not alone in that. So it's unfair, I think, to say, well, she they caught her and took advantage of her. Sure. No, they put a microphone up to her mouth and said, please spread your message because clicks. But those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Not necessarily, right? but... I will say, like, I've seen plenty of TV news outlets post things on Facebook, and mm -hmm. they're usually really quick. Summary, here's the link to our website. Yeah. Maybe here's the clip we showed. Yeah. No, they put some graphic design into this segment. Whoa. <laughs> like, quoting her directly. Here's a nice picture of her. Here's the Hocus Pocus movie poster. Oh, my God. Like, they went all out because they knew this was, like, internet gold. Sure. I think I'm also just primed to look for mental illness because Sawbones just released an episode about <laughs> schizophrenia, and I literally finished it 20 minutes before you got here so i think i'm just in that headspace of diagnosing strangers the gooch went on to say we have not participated in halloween in about four podcast. or five years wait she what? has three kids uh -huh. she said we haven't done halloween in four or five years it's mm. just how we live our lives it grieves I mean, me the thought of exposing our kids to darkness yikes is she connected to a specific sect i was looking yeah. and i did not find any specific church or denomination i should say she privatized most of her facebook profile Probably so smart. and i don't know if it's because she was getting harassed which is not cool mm -mm. or she's like oh shit People found out what I believe, and I realized I'm the weird one. Well, I don't know. It's probably that's the first not one. How she's processing it, but, <laughs> but she kind of shut it off. Yeah. It was not hard to link to her husband, who had a more robust profile that was not private. But no, it didn't say like we belong to this church. This is where we're getting our crazy thoughts yeah. from. Um, but I mean, like, part of me wants to think she's like some troll planted by atheists, uh -huh. or that this is part of the Hocus Pocus 2 marketing campaign, because it would be brilliant. I mean, <laughs> I, I would be really impressed by that, actually. But uh, there's no reason to think that, because this is what okay. so many... I mean, this is what so many people believe, and not only that, there were plenty of people online who are commenting, mm -hmm. who are sharing her like post right who are like yes yep. sister right on i am a mama bear thank oh, you jesus God, whatever mama bear. i keep starting um, to buy my sister-in-law mama bear things or like boy boy mom stuff because she has a son now i don't get the boy mom thing it's weird mm. so gooch so okay i don't know if i I don't know. I'm, I feel concerned more than anything else. <laughs> I and want like you to walk around to my computer and look at the picture okay. of her because, again, this is what they showed on the TV. Okay. <laughs> That's very close. Thank up. you. I'm not alone in saying this. Her makeup is exquisite, though. Uh-huh. Very tastefully done. <laughs> um, oy, oy, oy. Yeah, this is very... Ugh. I don't know. I don't know what to make of shit like this. I, I guess I, this is the same shit as like Harry Potter in the 90s and Absolutely. And, and I appreciate whenever right. 
they share this because you can't defend this stuff. Yeah. Of course, even plenty of Christians are like, oh, no, not Calm someone down. like her. Um, and good. Make it harder for these people to defend their views because, yeah, like we sh- you should expose these people for what they believe and what they actually say. You don't have to twist it. Mm-hmm. I literally just read her Facebook post for you. If she's embarrassed by that, blame her. Yeah. All right, I do have some good news, and I've been sitting on this one for a little while, so I was very excited oh. about this. Here's the story. A few weeks ago, I got I caught wind, Ooh. got a tip, <laughs> um, that some lawmakers in Minnesota were trying to do something really cool. And so I reached out to them, uh, like, yeah. at the time. And so for the past couple of weeks, I've been, I chatted with three different state lawmakers mm. in Minnesota cool. and a couple of other people. But basically, here's what's going on in the state of Minnesota. They just launched this week a secular government caucus. Hmm. And maybe you've heard of like the secular, uh, I'm sorry, the Free Thought Caucus, sure. Congressional Free Thought Caucus in D.C. Uh-huh. that has like 14 members. They're all Democrats. Jared Huffman, Jamie Raskin, uh, a few other people are helping run that ship. And basically, look, it's just 14 of them. The mm-hmm. Congressional Prayer Caucus is many, many times larger than that. Right. But basically, they're saying we want to not just stand up against discrimination against atheists. Mm. That's one pillar of it. But also, we want to push back against Christian nationalism. We want to defend church-state separation. We want to promote policies that are based on data and science and, like, normal good things. Like, theoretically, there's no reason every single member of Congress shouldn't already be a part of that. Well, theoretically. So in Minnesota... The question is, okay, well, right now you have a Democratic governor. Right. It's a very, it's a divided state legislature. Mm -hmm. I believe the uh, Senate has a few more Republicans. The House has a few more Democrats. Sorry if I flipped that, but it's one or the other. But it's tight, but they have a Democratic governor. So the question is, how much Christian nationalist agenda type of stuff are you really worried about? Mm -hmm. Because you have have some defense in place here. And so I spoke with uh, State Senator John Marty. Uh, I spoke with Mike Freeberg, who is a a House member, and also Senator uh, Jen McEwen, all of that state. And they all talked about why they felt the Secular Government Caucus was useful. And basically, think about this. They, They pointed to two things in particular that got their attention, but I don't think hit their Democratic colleagues the same way. Here's the first one. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was a proposal by the GOP majority in the Senate to put in God We Trust posters hmm. in public schools all around the place. Most people, I think, Real who don't follow work. this stuff are like, eh, it doesn't seem like a big deal, even if I don't like it, not a huge deal. And they don't realize, no, this is part of like Project Blitz. This is part of a hey. giant playbook to get God into schools. Um, I should say, the um, Minnesota Senate Republicans passed a bill to force schools to do that. But when they were told, you probably can't force them to do it, uh-huh. they backed up and said, okay, we'll pass a bill that says they can if they want to. Um, but Democrats... And- Genuinely, <laughs> can you believe that somebody ran an election, <laughs> got into office, and it was like, gang, the big problem here, not enough signs. <laughs> yes. I should say the Democrats in the state house, they put a stop to that particular bill. Here's the more concerning Did one. Did interesting happen in Minnesota in the last couple of years that you think the government could be looking into? Or <laughs> They've been pretty, they've gotten, kept, kept their notes clean. No yeah. notes. They're all good Police in Minnesota. Police department is Perfect. cool and yep. on the up and up. Great. Totally. Great, 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 great. Second concern uh, is that one of the 
Republicans in the state that the chair of the Senate Finance Committee, mm-hmm. like a high powered Republican in the state, said we're going to suggest cutting four million dollars from the budget of the Minnesota Historical Society, $4 which million? is four million, which is a lot of money for them. Yeah. Uh, nonpartisan nonprofit group. Why are you cutting from the Minnesota Historical Society? And what's the reason for it? Uh-oh. Basically, the society invited uh, Stephen K. Green to speak to them in 2019. What is it about? It's about his book called Inventing a Christian America, the Myth of the Religious Founding. Basically, Stephen K. Green said, we don't live in a Christian nation. I'm going to quote from an article about this. The Republicans claimed that the society, the historical society, was promoting a narrative about our nation's history and founding that is patently false Uh and that it would be prudent for the society to cancel Professor Green's presentation or better yet, allow us as Christian legislators Uh in Minnesota to debate this issue with Professor Green. First of all, they're literally trying to cancel this guy whose opinions they don't like, which you would think is a thing Republicans (laughs) don't want to do. But the second thing, they're all like, well, debate me. They want to debate a settled issue of American history. Again, There's nothing to debate. Any person who says debate me, nah. <laughs> and then after all that, and the historical society is like, he's a scholar. He knows what he's talking about. We invite people with various perspectives all the time. This is not even weird for us. The Republicans are like, we want to cut their budget. Anyway, all this happens a couple years ago where they make these suggestions even if they don't go through. Mm-hmm. These lawmakers today They're like, listen, those things are concerning because we could see where this is going. They want to impose their Christian nationalist views and they will punish people Mm -hmm. if we're for doing things they don't like. Mm -hmm. What they want to do is form this caucus, not just to, you know, write pro-religious freedom, like actual religious freedom legislation. (laughs) It's more to warn their colleagues, let's have an organized, like, place where we talk and we meet and discuss this stuff, Mm -hmm. which in practice is like a once a month Zoom meeting (laughs) for the caucus. But like, hey, we need to tell you what's going on right now, how this is part of a bigger picture, Mm -hmm. why we need to band together against this. And also, so you know how to talk about this with your constituents. All of that is super important. But this is kind of a way to get them all together. Mm -hmm. And I should say, here's the other part of that. They didn't just take this out of thin air. It happened because for years now, uh, two groups in Minnesota, the Minnesota Atheists and Humanist Minnesota, two groups have decided on the day of prayer that conservative Hmm. Christians like. Mm -hmm. They always would go to the state capitol in Minnesota, set up shop, talk about why Christianity is important. And they have a legal right to do that. Well, years ago, like more than a decade ago, the atheists and humanist groups decided, well, we're going to set up shop in the state capitol as well to talk about the day of reason. Hmm. And basically that meant they're in the capitol when politicians are walking by. And if they're willing to talk for a second, mm-hmm. they could actually talk about why they're there and what me- what is important to them. And they said because of that. They got into good working relationships with some of these politicians who okay. were open to what they had to say to the point where, like, you can call up this state lawmaker, have a meeting with them if something concerns you. Mm-hmm. And I should say, John, uh, Senator John Marty, who is one of the people kind of steering this whole ship, is Lutheran. He's <laughs> religious, but yeah. he's like, I agree with everything you guys are saying. Uh, Mike Freeberg came out to me uh, basically saying he's non-religious. So did Senator Jen McEwen. They had never 
publicly said that before, cool. but because Word they had Bernstein these over here, well, it's I, I don't want to take credit for it. It's because they had these relationships with these non-religious groups right. and the members that they're like, there's nothing wrong with them. And I understand the concerns where they're like, we don't want, we don't want you to do something that might be toxic right. uh, for your, uh, you know, your campaign or anything, mm-hmm. but this is what we stand for. This is what we want. And they were just super open about it. I actually was wondering, I'm like, you want to all launch this uh, secular government caucus. Are you doing it before, before the November? election? Because not only is there an election where many of them are on the ballot, uh-huh. but also this is a tight legislature. Sure. Like things could flip. And I like the last thing I would want to see is for them to do this and then have the backlash. Sure. And they made it clear they're not worried about that backlash. Okay. They're just like, this is worth defending. This is worth standing up for. And they didn't say this to me, but I think the implication was like, this is a fight we want to take on. Yeah. Like we can defend this and we think it's actually good yeah. for our campaigns yeah. and who we are to defend, go on the offensive. It's like Democrats right now with abortion rights. Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, we don't want to talk about that. It might alienate some voters. They're like, no, we're absolutely going to talk about this. So I just want to say like kudos to the atheist activists who mm-hmm. spent years going to the Capitol, building those relationships, letting these politicians know what's going on. And then to these, and oh, I missed the biggest part. Mm. They launched this this week, and I knew the four of them were doing it. There were four people kind of co-chairing this. They got 20 other members of the legislature, Whoa. all Democrats, to like join this group with wow. them. Wow. So what is that? 24 total? people wow. are part of this secular government caucus, That's all incredible. because these atheists have been working to make it happen, building those relationships mm-hmm. and kudos to the politicians for actually doing it. Yeah. And now we get to see what they're going to do with it. Sure. Um, it's not a boogeyman, even if you're like conservative Christian, mm-hmm. again, all it is is a chance for these politicians to say, this means something to us. So we're going to connect every once in a while, talk about what the issues are and then move forward from there, which yeah. they already do because they're politicians. Right. Um, but that's fantastic and such a huge deal. That's great. Yeah, that's it, really it was so exciting. I'm so glad they finally did it. Um, so, so yay. Yeah, cool. Um, let me jump. Let's talk about Herschel Walker. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Herschel Walker, what is he doing? Uh, <laughs> I, I have not. I, what uh, has again. he done? What All right, so is going on? Summary right here. Herschel Walker, oh, Georgia boy. Republican Senate candidate. Basically, uh, Raphael Warnock is the incumbent Democratic senator, Mm -hmm. uh, got elected by razor thin margins the day before January 6th. (laughs) Oh, boy. And he's been there for a couple of years. But he's got to get elected for an actual six year term. That's what this election's about. Republicans, specifically Donald Trump, are like, you know what you should do? Put any black body there so people can vote for the guy who says whatever I want him to say, and they don't have to feel like they're being racist about it. Yeah. And that's pretty much what they did in Georgia. Oh, that's what we call the Sarah Palin strategy. (laughs) So they get uh, Herschel Walker, who was a star football player back in college Uh many, many years ago, Mm -hmm. who has no... I mean, it's one thing to not have political experience. He's in the NFL too, right? Or just, Uh, just college? You know what? To be honest with you, I don't know what his NFL career was like. I think he did have one, but I couldn't tell you how good it was. While you look that up, um, he doesn't have any like record of advocating for or against any issue. He's just <laughs> a blank slate with a famous name. 
that's literally all he is. And it's like, how do you convince people, like, honestly, to say he doesn't know stuff? And by the way, when he talks, it looks like those concussions caught up to him. Well, I think it's, I want to go beyond he doesn't know, like, the fact that, like, oh, they don't care that he's stupid or whatever, or like that, or that he doesn't have any opinions. They're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Anybody who has, like, a firm opinion is just somebody who's going to, like, be flipped. Like, he can literally say anything to anybody, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So they've been all set. One of the things he's been saying on the campaign trail, and he's kind of made a big deal about this, especially now, is that he is a, quote, proud pro-life Christian. He says he does not want any exceptions for rape or incest. He wants to ban abortion entirely. Um, Earlier this week... He was a cowboy, an eagle, and a giant. Okay, so he had an NFL career. Yeah, but more specifically, he was a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, in college. He's not someone known for uh, politics. He's not someone known for having opinions on any of these issues. Mm -hmm. And again, like even when he speaks about the issues, he doesn't seem to know what he's talking about. Uh, But So he's just been told, like, look, just take the Republican Party line on everything. Yeah, Republicans are into shock and awe. You just keep talking (laughs) and waving your arms. Yeah, so... He one thing that came out earlier uh, this summer is that oh he keeps talking about having two kids he actually has a third Uh-oh. which he never told anyone about the Tiffany Trump of the Walker <laughs> family yeah and then he's like I wasn't keeping that a secret or any I just didn't want to bring that person into it then like days later the Daily Beast is like by the way there's another one <laughs> another another one another another one There's so now he total? has four kids with four mothers okay and he's like i wasn't trying to hide it i mean people close to me know about them and they didn't they're my attic family mm-hmm. so. and then this week we found out on monday that allegedly it's this really woman said oh he paid for my abortion uh back in 2009 oh okay which Again, would not be a news story other than the fact Mm. that he wants to take away that option Mm. from women as much as he possibly can. And he's been very adamant about that. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, and the thing, Chris Hayes said this on his show this week, but it's like if conservative Christians really believe abortion is murder, Mm -hmm. then a guy who's now complicit to murder you should have very strong feelings about how horrible that is. Mm-hmm. What has the conservative Christian reaction uh, been this entire week? No moral abortion except my moral abortion. <laughs> right. The only exceptions that are allowed are for Republican politicians. Yep. No one else gets one. And uh, then... And their mistresses. <laughs> Herschel Walker's response was, I don't know who... The, it's, it's a smear. Like, I don't even know who this anonymous woman is. But that first article about it said well you sent her a get well card we have the card that is your signature excuse me not only that you sent her a reimbursement for the abortion procedure we saw a copy of the check and it was for seven hundred dollars gave her a get well card for an abortion yep which I will say, fine. She I just don't had one. know about Whatever. that. That doesn't feel like the... Cur- That's like when an <laughs> eight-year-old breaks an arm. <laughs> so he says, I don't know who it is. And even Sean Hannity was like, well, you sent a get... Well, I mean, you sent a check, supposedly. I mean, are you sending $700 checks to other people? He's like... I send checks to lots of people, scholarships, so yeah, whatever. Oh yeah, I've gotten dozens <laughs> of checks from him. I'm like, Stop, and Herschel? then the next like day, that scene in Harry Potter with all the checks. And then the next day, the same Daily Beast reporter's like, oh, by the way, he says he There's doesn't. A child? He says he doesn't know who the woman is. Oh. He, we think he does know who the woman is. 
because she's the mother of one of his four kids. He absolutely knows who she is. So, yes, he had a child with her. Mm -hmm. And also he Mm -hmm. paid for her to have an abortion. Sure. Um, Yeah. So, okay, so that will be you. He paid for an abortion. He's had sex out of wedlock. He adultery seems to be buried in there somewhere. Fornication. In a normal world. Look, abortions are fine. And Raphael Warnock is... Just go ahead with his CV for me. He's a... (laughs) I'll get to that in a second. Okay. But just to be clear, abortions are fine. In a normal world, Herschel Walker could just say, look, the procedure was necessary because I wasn't in a position to Mm -hmm. have a child or another child or another child. It's the hypocrisy of yeah. saying, I had, I did, first he denies it, yeah. doesn't know the woman, yeah. totally does. But then he says, I, uh, it, I had, whatever, he's still denying it, but the proof is there. But he wants to stop other women from doing it. And just to be, to point out, he has other demons in his closet that relig- uh, Republicans don't care about, that conservative Christians don't care about. Okay. One of those ex-wives, I don't know if it's the same one, mm-hmm. one of the ex-wives said Herschel Walker put a gun to her head uh-huh. and said to her, I'm going to blow your effing brains out. Yep. That's a quote. He also threatened to kill her and her new boyfriend. Mm. He lied about his success in the business world, making a lot less than he publicly bragged about. He said he only registered to vote in Georgia a year ago. He barely votes even when he can. His current wife committed voter voter fraud by voting in a state she doesn't live in. Oh, that's a big um, one. And he also like set the stage for a future debate with Raphael Warnock by saying, uh, I'm not that smart. And then after lower all that this, bar, my friend, lower those that expectations. That is exactly what it was. Um, but also when all this happened, uh, one of the uh, Newt Gingrich of all people oh, goes Jesus. on Fox News and I'm paraphrasing here. It's not in front of me to basically say we still got to elect uh, Herschel Walker to the Senate because, I mean, he's he's a Christ follower. You need to get a good Christian in office. That's a good point. Raphael Warnock, again, is what? Uh, yeah, what situation? is Raphael? He's the, the, reverend the reverend who is the pastor of, of the church that was Martin Luther King Jr.'s spiritual home. So a fraud and like phoning it in for sure. Unlike mm-hmm. Herschel Walker, who belongs to what church? Uh, next question. Okay, yeah. and has been married. How many times? Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, I do, truly. If- I don't want to care about his personal life. It shouldn't be anyone's business. Yeah. The only reason this is a story is because he and the Republicans want to make it their business to con- like they want to stop you from doing what Herschel Walker has done. Can you build in Texas? A- that guy would be going to jail under their roof for aiding and abetting with an abortion. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a? A cartoon character who would be more starkly contrasted against Raphael Warnock than Herschel Walker. <laughs> like, it's so... Like, just imagine telling this story 10 years ago of like, oh, so this guy um, has followed his life in the footsteps of MLK, and this guy is a football player who seems to know nothing about government, doesn't vote, and appears to be showing signs of severe traumatic brain injury. 
and it's close. <laughs> like what? Yeah, this and is going to be a very close race. With a straight face, Newt Gingrich is like, yeah, I have no notes with this guy. Yeah. He's exactly the person I would pick. Good job, Georgia. Newt Gingrich, the family matters Newt guy Gingrich. who's now on his uh, third marriage after doing the what to his... The more I learn about Newt Gingrich, the more I realize that he is almost as culpable for how <clears throat> terrible everything is as oh, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> absolutely is. Um... Let me mention a couple other things. The reason I even wanted to bring this up here... His name's Newt. And his and name is Newt. And chill with that? <laughs> the thing is, in, like, if conservative Christian voters, mm-hmm. if the people who are conservative Christian leaders ever actually believed in the principles they stand for, mm-hmm. then his candidacy should be over. If they really do think abortion is murder, there's no way you could support a guy who you think murdered a baby. Yep. But they don't actually believe that. They just want to stop other people from having abortions. They don't actually care if anyone gets one who agrees with them on the principle of the thing. Mm -hmm. Even if you say, well, it happened a long time ago. He found Jesus after that. He just spent this week lying about it. Right. Like, does that not bother you? I I don't. None of this matters to them. They're addicted to power, not Mm -hmm. decency. They would rather elect a Republican idiot who continues to embarrass himself than get behind a liberal pastor who is inspired by his Christian faith to fight for civil rights. Like you said, like that's how much they're scraping the bottom of the barrel right now. And yeah, go ahead. I I just think that the Republicans have done their long game for so long and have done it successfully. And now they're sort of meeting the sort of logical conclusion of where that train was heading, which is an ignorant populace who will believe anything that is told to them as long as it sounds angry. Um, and so they've now, I, I think, have kind of lost that sense of long gameness. You know what I mean? And now they're like, they're just completely being like penny wise and pound foolish because they're like, okay, we need to win this Senate seat. Who cares that it makes the Republican Party look like people who have no spine and yeah. no values? We don't care if it makes us look bad. We just need the power because it doesn't matter if we look bad. Right. Uh, we don't care about democracy. We don't care about election denial. None of that matters to them. It genuinely feels like it's, get, again, I'm reading a lot of true crime shit. So, like, it feels like they're getting frenzy. The way serial killers, like, they ramp up and they get, like, fr- that's what it feels like is everything, like, with Trump and all of that's happening right now, like... They're just in this wild frenzy, and I don't know what the end of it is. Like, what happens yeah, when a you're Herschel not going to get better candidates yeah, down the line like, like I, this? I just don't understand what they think is going to happen with a Herschel Walker in place, as if they can con- like they well, control like Trump Gingrich, either. They're just going to listen to this guy ramble, and I mean, Trump did it too, where you talk and talk and don't say anything, right? And they're going to be like, "Yeah, that was brilliant." So We're going to go to his rallies like it's a concert. Well, and they proved with Trump that he can't be relied upon to carry. A message. I don't understand yeah. why Herschel Walker could be any different. Like they've they've played this game and got burned for. It's, um, this I don't is know. really telling. P R R I Public Religion uh, Research Institute. They put out this survey a while back, but this is really telling. In twenty, they asked people, um, "Do you think an elected official who commits an immoral act in their personal life can still behave ethically and fulfill their duties in their public and professional life?" Like, would you be able would you be able to overlook someone's personal failures if you wanted to vote for them? Right. Okay, wait, before you tell yeah. me. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to talk to you about. This. Sure. sure, sure. And to be clear, like 
when Bill Clinton was in office, that was their argument. Like he's whatever immoral things he's done in right. power shows you why he should not have been elected mm-hmm. because he's an immoral guy. You can't trust him. His personal ethics are flawed. Yeah. And look what happened. And your past behavior indicates your future behavior. Yeah. We knew he was going to be alive. When George W. Bush was running and people brought up like his alcoholism mm-hmm. and drunk driving and stuff, their argument was, yeah, that did happen, but he found Jesus after that. He's all better now, and whatever. They ignored the wars. But, like, that was their argument. Personal ethics matter. Yeah. You got to elect good, decent candidates. And, of course, all that went out the window with Trump. But I want to get to this survey. They did this twice. They asked but this I question know twice. Your, your take on it. Like, do you think some, like, so if yeah. I cheated on my husband... Yeah. Could I still be relied upon to make morally good decisions? Yes. I don't think those two things are exclusive. I mean, I wouldn't, whatever personal issues I have, I kind of go into all of this stuff saying like, I do not give a shit what you've done in your personal life. If, if, like, what are you going to do for me in the position you're actually trying me, to get? or me, society. Uh, you, society. So if they say like, look, I am pro-abortion rights, mm-hmm. um, but see, like Joe Biden, mm-hmm. um, I support abortion rights. Mm-hmm. Would you have an abortion? Like, oh God, no, I'm pro-life completely mm-hmm. in my personal life. That doesn't bother me. Now, what sure. if they were like uh, the, the Al Franken thing? Uh-huh. You know, that was a, like, even though that was exaggerated, and I don't know how seriously to take those claims, and we yeah. talked about that when they happened, yeah. would that bother me in terms of voting for this guy? The conversation we had when that happened was his replacement's gonna be a Democrat. Yeah, I oh, was fine with right letting now. him go yeah. um, in favor. And by the way, I don't regret that necessarily because yeah, Tina Smith's been, been fine. If uh, he was gonna be replaced by a Republican at the time, I we said that yeah, would have been a much had thornier the same issue. Conversation with like the governor of Virginia and blackface and something about that right. of like if he steps down, then a, a things Republican are only going to get worse. Is, yeah, a lot of whichever state that happened in, a lot of the black voters were basically like, no, putting a Republican in his yeah. place is not better for us. Yeah, we're willing to let not let it slide. Mm-hmm. We're going to hold him accountable for it. Right. We're definitely not going to let him forget about it. Right. But also we need this guy in office. So I do understand that. And by the way, one of the Republicans, uh, Dana Loesch, something from the NRA, I think it was her. She basically said, um, I don't care if he did have an abortion. (laughs) I want him because I want like the Senate majority, which, yes, that's what we're saying. You're saying like at least you're admitting it. Right. Um, But this is the question. Would you be accepting of it in 2011 Mm. when they first asked this question? White evangelicals, only 30% of them said if they were immoral in their private life, mm-hmm. then I could support them still uh-huh. in public life. Only 30%. That's, yeah. 2016 is the next time they asked the question oh, when boy. Donald Trump was on the ballot. Oh, can I guess? Yeah. 70%. You're, you're pretty on. Yeah. yeah. 72. Basically said... Woo! Like, well, I'm willing to overlook everything I as long as it's dogs. my person. And I'm not, I don't necessarily disagree on that front, because if you're on my side and because you're in office, better things will happen. And I also think that's a hard hypothetical, because A, immoral means different things to different people. Yes. And B, the position that person is in, I think, uh, 
whatever like harm they did. So if they're like, I don't know, fighting for women's rights and they're convicted like sexual predator. Well, I wouldn't like a sexual predator anyway, but, but you know what I mean? Like if it was something specific versus I cheated on my, my husband and I'm the director of agriculture. Like, I don't think those two (laughs) things are. Well, that's exactly the point. It's like, look, I'm assuming every single person who's in office has some skeletons in their closet. Everybody does. Because every human some has extent. some skeletons Not me in their or closet. Don't I'm, look for them. Don't look for them. Don't That's look for the them thing. specifically in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> don't dig under the tree. Don't look in the don't basement. Don't do it. But don't that's look, the thing. watch Shawshank Redemption and I, find that exact tree. I will... Yeah. <laughs> I totally believe everyone has that stuff, but it's like, like Marjorie Taylor Greene right now. Yeah, she yeah. got divorced this week. Her husband oh, yeah. filed for divorce. And I think he also said, oh, no, let's keep not let's not seal this. Please, let's make it wide open. People can know. And the thing oh, is, I, I don't know what it's going to say. I don't really care because my opinion of her is not based on whatever's going on in her personal life. No, I mean, it's, it's based the, on everything she does in her public it's life. Kellyanne Conway and George Conway. It's yeah. all that stuff. Or- so, again, all this stuff. If they just admitted, mm. listen, we know Herschel Walker is an idiot. Mm-hmm. He will just vote the way Republicans want him to vote. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason anyone should vote for him, because we are evangelical Christians. We don't actually care about these principles. We just pretend to care mm. because we want power. If they said that right. and just openly admitted it, right. that's one thing. They're not doing that. Mm -hmm. They are building this guy up as someone who's going to defend the Christian faith, that he is a man of moral conviction, unlike the Republic, unlike the Democrats. It's like, no, don't go down that route, because then you got to defend this guy. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing about this, after the second story came out this week, that it was the mother of his child, (laughs) and Warnock is, I'm sorry, uh, and Herschel Walker still denying everything. The guy who reported both of those stories suggested... Oh man, that's a bold move to say I still don't know who she is. Wow. Like just doubling down, man. There's probably more bombshells to come. And that's the thing. We have to assume there will be more to come. What's and election what, day this year? <laughs> November something something. In a month, I sent in my mail in ballot already. That's the thing, though. Like, they're going to have to defend this guy no matter what comes out about him. And plenty of bad stuff already has. And they just won't be honest. This yeah. is the thing that bothers me. Just say, like, look, we Trump is horrible in every way. We want Supreme Court judges. It's why we should have supported him. They never did that. They acted like he actually gave a shit about them. Mm-hmm. Like, no. I, and I can't tell how many of them are lying to themselves or they're just using some party line yeah. about this. And honestly, the irony is that Democrats tried to do that in 2016 with Hillary because there was a healthy enough swath of people who were like, oh, fuck Hillary. And it's like... Can you just please toe the party line for a second? Because we actually do need Supreme Court judges. Right. And the fact that she doesn't give you a boner isn't a great reason not to vote. But I should say, this isn't the first time Christians have stuck by a morally uh, dubious person. Oh, you don't say. I know. Roy Moore, they stuck by him oh, when yeah, he but... was convict, uh, accused of child Who's molestation. The documentarian? Uh, which one? Roger Moore. Uh, Michael Moore. Michael Moore. Yes. Whenever you say, what's the one? You, Roy, Roy Moore. Moore. I think Michael Moore, and I'm confused for 30 seconds. Nicely done. Thank you. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, of course, mm. accused of stuff. They he stood loves by beer. him. Hemant. He does. Um, and they'll do the same thing here. Christian Walker, I should say, uh, Herschel Walker's son, 
Uh, who is well? If he named his son Christian, then mm, who are we to challenge? His who faith? is of uh, gay and Republican and is yes? Your reaction sorry, right I'm now sorry. I just is feel the like right I got one. Hit by a t- truck. Here's he's Christian a gay Republican. Walker, he's been trolling liberals ever since this campaign started, like just poking everybody on Twitter as much as he can. After the first story came out this week, Christian Walker goes on Twitter and says. I know my mom and I would really appreciate if my father, Herschel Walker, stopped lying and mm. making a mockery of us. You're not a family man when you left us to bang a bunch of women, threatened to kill us, and had us move over six times in six months running from your violence. I don't care about someone who has a bad past and takes accountability, but how dare you lie and act as though you're some moral Christian upright man. You've lived a life of destroying other people's lives. Hmm. How dare you? And then the second day after that story came out that she was the mother of his child, Christian Walker says, just wear a condom. Damn. He is not the hero. Christian Walker is not the guy you want to cheer for here. I'm just sitting with this. I'm just praying on this for but a second. He is affirming what the reporting was saying, suggesting, yeah, we were aware. Well, of he's this affirming stuff. to me that even if you're a young gay black man, the case of nothing matters unless it affects me personally still stands <laughs> for Republicans everywhere. And that's yeah. a really fun thing to know about. Let me make some predictions for you. Here's what you're going to hear how, from wait, conservative Christian? Christians. I, I don't uh, have any gauge. He, low 20s, maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, so he's not a child yeah. that I just don't Here's what you're going to hear from conservative Christians over the next few days. Can't wait. Um, they will say this was always public knowledge, like the abortion thing. It's We've we've forgiven him for it. Oh. Uh, it was not public knowledge. Would they forgive me if I got um, one? No, you're going to jail. Uh, they oh. will say we're voting for a politician, not a pastor. So, like, whatever. We know he has things in his closet. I should throw my IED a birthday party every year on the anniversary that I got it, just to fuck with these people. That is exactly right. The Republican Party put out a statement saying that digging into, quote, what has or hasn't happened in Herschel Walker's past is some sort of attack on him. Um, That's what I was going to say about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're just going to continue supporting him, even if it brings them no tangible benefit. I do not know how this helps them, especially... If Raphael Warnock ends up winning this race, and uh-huh. I hope he does, that just means they've now hitched their wagon on another failed guy who's going to be used against them. So I don't get the long-term strategy for conservative Christians. And again, if they have some like, well, Raphael Warnock is uh, supports abortion rights, I can't vote for him. Then stay home. Yeah. That's it. That's what you do. I don't know where you can find them. I don't know how you can look yourself in the face and look yourself in the face, look yourself in the mirror and be a person who truly in their heart of hearts believes that abortion is as bad as the fucking Holocaust. And if you can do that and walk out the door and vote for a man who we can prove paid for an abortion because we have the fucking paper trail for it. Mm -hmm. If you can do that, then our understanding of what is moral and what isn't and um, is different. And I don't see us reconciling. I feel like the next bombshell and this Thursday night as we tape this. So who knows when this is going to happen? I feel like the next step in this 
is that the woman in question will allow her name to be used publicly, and, and then, then she will give interviews. Get dragged yeah, she the... will get dragged, but also Herschel Walker will have to confront like that. Hey, we know who it is. It's no longer just an anonymous woman. Well, like she's here. She has the re- here's the check. I sure you fucking wrote. hope she doesn't have a history of sex work or stripping because she'd get right? fucking eviscerated. Even though. You know, he's the one who did the thing that he says he's against, and she did literally nothing wrong besides have sex with a not great guy. Mm. I'm going to jump to a different story here. Okay. Do you? Let's talk about Josh Duggar for a second. Oh, I thought yes. we were done. No, we got it. Just as an intro here. Do you I remember when he got arrested? He? Duggar? Yeah. I don't know. He looks 60. Well, rude, but okay, yeah. fair. Well, he... Uh, he's in prison right now, 12 years in prison, for downloading and possessing illicit images of child sexual abuse. It's prison, right? Not jail. It's uh, a federal crime. You are correct. Okay. But remember, when he got arrested, mm-hmm. one of the things that came up in the trial is that, you know, you were doing all this on your work computer. They seized his computer. They found all this stuff. So embarrassing. But one of the things that they found was that installed on his computers, not just the work one, but his home computers and stuff, was a Christian oh, like, nanny, nanny, bot. nanny bot app it was called covenant eyes that's the name of the program it's so fucking dystopian and creepy <laughs> it's outstanding how good they are naming things so basically the way this program works is if uh you and your babysitter decide to install it on your computer because you're a full-grown adult mm-hmm. um basically if you log on to like a porn site or anything else and the software knows you've gone on to a porn site because it knows what mm-hmm. uh, those sites are. It'll yeah. send a message, like if you're my nanny, yeah. it'll send a message saying, Hemant's looking at this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it sends you the alert right away, like on He's your phone. He's on me undies again. <laughs> that's the one. And so that's the thing the program did. What they found on Josh Duggar's computer mm. is that even though that was installed, so if he was downloading the stuff that they said he was going to install, uh-huh. it would have alerted the people he was supposed to be accountable to, he found a way to separate that part of the computer. I'm sorry, did the person who installed this software on his computer... Did he install it himself? So it's like if someone I someone like installed it, they watched I like him install it. Put a padlock it. Yeah. on my refrigerator to keep myself from eating, but yeah. it's my lock, so I can just fucking unlock it. Is it, that what it is? Pretty much, they installed this thing on his computer, but then he partitions his computer in a way that there is a way he could do searches on there that are separate from the rest of the computer. So not only. Does he think he has, like, whatever, a problem? But he knew what he was doing was wrong enough that he had to he knew how to many, find the loophole. many steps to yeah. get what he needed. He Technically, he, needed. he installed the Linux partition that allowed him to use a computer that Covenant Eyes could not watch. Uh-huh. So basically, when he was doing all the Wouldn't illegal stuff, no one knew. Easier just to, like, knew. get a dummy phone? Uh, Could have done it. Could have. But that probably would have been easier for people to realize that that's what he was doing. I don't know. Don't ask me to justify his weirdness. I don't know. But the point I want to make yep. is that Covenant Eyes was weird and creepy, and so even Josh and so Duggar got around it. Yeah. Um, I should say Wired Magazine recently, they said, uh, they did a whole Wired article. Wired Magazine does yeah. not come up on this podcast <laughs> much. <laughs> they did a whole thing on Christian nanny cam software. Really? And they said Covenant Eyes, and others like it at least, uh, downloaded over 100,000 times. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is they're many? saying it's a lot. They're saying it's been used to monitor way more than just sex sites. Oh, no. And that's the scary thing. So in one case, there's a church, Grace Point Church in California, where basically the head pastor, if you work on the staff at all, if you're mm-hmm. a church leader, a lay leader, anybody else, 
they make you install that software and basically they watch everything you do. In one person's case. Is it a monitoring software or is it only it it triggers something? Well, this is the question. Okay. What is it that tips off the software that you've done something wrong? You might think, oh, they went to Pornhub. It sent a memo to somebody. Sure. Usually they can like... Okay, so my where I work, there's like a really strong firewall. Uh-huh. Um, and so... So I, like New York Times, want to read an article? Nope. Firewall yeah, kicks in and it's very like annoying. I can't get to my Gmail, which is frustrating. Oh, yeah, but just like annoying. once in a while, I'll click on something and I just can't get through. And sometimes it doesn't always make sense. And my understanding of that as not an IT person is they yeah. sort of use, I assume, like a keyword or like an SEO type search of uh, yeah. if it has these keywords or you know or you search this for many these X's things <laughs> in <laughs> it um and so some things get maybe caught that don't or some things get through that shouldn't but is that i, I think that's what the general okay. idea there's your technical answer i think that's the general idea but okay. you get to set the filters so it's not as if they're picking selected sites to be like Actually, you know what? Some places I've heard they have to whitelist every site you go on. Mm. So everything is gone, is behind a firewall. And you're like, okay, I need Google and I need YouTube and I right. need like NewYorkTimes.com or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, well, the what so wired it could be found. Like that, if you can only go to these eight websites, good luck, dork. I feel like you get to <laughs> set how you want to do it. Okay. I don't know if you make the whitelist or you just say, you know, no sex sites, yeah. no porn sites, nothing of this that, sort. That says NFSW. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, they spoke F- to one F-W. person who said that he was monitored mm. and what his pastor or church leader who was monitoring him got. Uh-oh. They included his Amazon purchases, articles he read, which friend's accounts he looked at on Instagram. Holy shit. And basically, I'm quoting here, the trouble is providing his church leader uh, with a ledger of everything he did online meant the pastor could always find something to ask him about. And that the way Covenant Eyes flagged content uh-huh. was way overzealous. So, for example, sure. his online psychiatry textbook was rated highly mature, which is like code red, like that psychology textbook, a psychiatry, psychiatry textbook. textbook. Yeah, okay. and it was listed in a category reserved for anonymizers, nudity, erotica, and pornography. What's anonymizers? Uh, like the the workarounds. Oh, to all that stuff. What's so, the Silk Road? That is dead now. Oh, what was it? Uh, I'll tell you offline. It's like darknet. Sure. Dark web. Sure. Am I a hacker? Uh, you're trying. Okay. Uh huh. But here's, what, matters. here's, the one that, here's the one that really disturbed me. This is a different church, a different person. Okay. And they were using a similar but different software. It's called Accountable to You with the number two. Uh, she said... Is you written out? Uh, you is written out. Thank you. It's not really about pornography, said this person. It's about making you conform to what your pastor wants. And I'm quoting here. This is wild. I remember I had to sit down and have a conversation with him, her pastor, after I Wikipedia'd an article about atheism. I was a kid, but that doesn't mean I don't have some kind of right to read what I want to read. That This is insidious. So mm-hmm. this is like the thing that uh, people are paranoid about for like the TSA is, not the TSA, NSA? NSA, they're NSA spying. is spying on us, like... 
because the, the reality of trying to spy on somebody's internet usage, like, like you and I are both on our phones, like all fucking. Oh day. yeah, yeah. The like, if I have to go in my search history, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why am I scrolling There's so? There's some much? very interesting uh, reply all episodes back in the day where they're like, would you hand over your YouTube uh, watch history mm. to someone, like ten years worth? Just to see what you were looking up. And I like, so. if you did, they kind of went through yeah. and then they asked the person, okay, so we have some questions for you about things you were looking up on here. And like nothing like that damaging. would be damaging, but they were like, why did you look up these videos? And it, sometimes they were like, I have no idea why I would have looked that can up. Can we do that as a Not bonus a episode? chance. Please. Not an effing chance. We can chance. talk so much about music and music theory. You I have, watch a lot of YouTube videos about music theory. I'll, I'll look and I up your a, history. And I watched a really cool one about traffic patterns. I think I may have seen that too. That <laughs> it's, a good video. it's cool though. Yeah. So I should say, Grace Point, <laughs> that church says, we're not doing anything wrong because it's, volun- it's all voluntary. Sure. And you get to choose who your mentor accountability partner is. But the fact that they require these grown ass adults to be babysat as a prerequisite for being one of their leaders. I mean... If you want to call these places cults, and they're like, we're not a cult, just we got to make sure you're looking at the we right don't websites. Step toe out of line, and also they can hear our <laughs> thoughts. It's- I, oh, yoy, yoy, this bums me out. I'm a very big proponent of if you treat people like adults, they will act like adults. Right, if you right. treat people like children, they will act like children, and that goes for people of all ages. Um, and shit like this is so fucking infantilizing. Yeah. And, and what happens so if you have questions? What happens if you have religious doubts? Forget the porn stuff, which I think is stupid to try to block. But what happens sure. if you have religious doubts? Right. And you're like, the one cool thing when the internet started blowing up when we were kids is that all of a sudden for people who used to only be able to ask like questions about God, mm-hmm. like in Sunday school or CCD or whatever. Now you could go online and ask like, well, what happens if I don't believe this stuff? Where, what happened? And that's how a lot of people our age right. were led away from organized mm-hmm. religion. Cause you could do those searches in private yeah. and figure this shit out on your own. And these churches don't want to give you that option of looking stuff up and like thinking about this on your own. Well, I want to push back on the fact that they don't want, like if you're doubting your faith, you want to look things up. I think like you and I look up, what do Christians believe? Like how does the Bible, like I look up Bible mm-hmm. verses all the time. Cause I just want to know the context of what they're telling right, me. Right. So even beyond, Oh, I have questions and I deserve to be able to ser- seek those out. I deserve, as a Christian, I deserve to understand what I'm quote-unquote up against. And I think denying that is A, woefully naive, and B, how they have been getting away with this for so long, and now they are hitting, again, they're hitting this wall of, they can't keep doing, people aren't going to let them keep doing this. Well, they are all signing on to this because they want to be part of this thing. I should say Grace Point Church, that one big one in question, they had on their FAQ page about us, they literally had a question and answer that's like, is Grace Point a cult? And they were like, <laughs> you guys, we're not a cult. They had to ask that question because clearly people were asking it yeah. and they wanted to refute it. The the Q was aid F enough. <laughs> was that funny? No. I'm so tired. Let's go. Uh, uh, I want to get to at least these two that are wild. Okay. Christian dad. His name is Matt Kennedy. 
He is a rector of Church of the Good Shepherd, which is an Anglican church in New York. He's a father of six, conservative guy. He posted a Twitter thread about how he raises his kids. And like, at first I read it, I'm like, okay, fine. Strict guy, strict dad. He's like, I raise my kids well because Mm -hmm. I kept them in line. But then you keep reading and it's like, oh my God, this is, no, No, don't raise your kids like this. Okay, I'm going to read you his thread here. Oh boy. Now that our children are older and none of them are in jail, and all six are believing and generally pleasant to be with, I think I'll give some parenting advice. Six? Six. And they're not in jail, so you know he's succeeded at life. Uh, I mean, Uh nobody in my family has been to jail, but... uh, (laughs) That's exactly my... I would not go that far. Yeah, just because they're, like, free doesn't mean they're great. Um, (laughs) He says, we didn't make any of this up ourselves. We gleaned it from various books and other parents, but here's what we did. We only had four rules, and they kept us sane and our kids happy since they knew where the lines were. Rule number one, immediate obedience. Not not to immediately obey is to disobey. This is the most important one. With this one rule in place and enforced, you don't need a huge list of rules. I'll stop there for a second. Immediate obedience. You tell your kid what to do. They have to do it. Okay, I recently... Spent some time with Hemant's children, who are <laughs> lovely. But I brought them in, um, and we had them grooming a horse. They yeah, came yeah, onto yeah. my barn, and I said to both, uh, I should say Leah, my boss, who's listener, hey, Leah, or her husband, hey, Brad. Um, <laughs> uh, it was there. They were teaching them how to do it. They were, teaching them, they were teaching them how to groom, and Leah, who's amazing with kids, and I'm like medium, they, I talk to them in like adults, which sometimes they like, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, who are you voting for in the next election or whatever? <laughs> um, yes. But anyway, so we were sitting, uh, Leah and I were on each side of the pony, like at their hip to keep the kids in front of us yeah. because the back end is where the kicking happens. Okay. And so you want to keep them away. And we were very clear of like, you need to like quiet voices, quiet bodies. You need to really pay attention to us. And there was a few times that I looked over and your kid was like basically under the horse. Yeah, and I was like, right. You can't do that. And he was, and I was like, you're going to get smushed. And he was like. <laughs> that, again, correct. It was like, that's not how kids do. Kids are <laughs> lunatics. That's the thing. Like immediate obedience. Like they, they need some leeway. They don't know how to do Their things. Brains Their brains can't function yeah. that quickly. Yeah. And to Except say. Except for unless, unless you trigger a fear response in them. Do you think that's oh, what he's doing for chance? Well, oh. step two. Rule two, yeah. speak to, answer, look at your mother with absolute honor, respect, and deference. They tended to do that with me, but when I'm not around, they need to know that if they say any cross or disrespectful word to her, they've said it to me. Okay. Holy shit, this guy really just tipped his hand here, mm. huh? Yeah. No, rule three, no lying. I know this seems self-evident, but when the child tells his or her first lie, it seems cute. And you want to laugh rather than discipline. But if you don't enforce this rule from the earliest age, you're dooming your child to a lifetime of misery. Okay, real question though. How, when, how can you stop kids from fucking lying all the time? Because all my niece does is fucking lie to my goddamn oh, face. Oh, yeah. It's a thing they do. They love to And they're do not it. good at it. I asked her if she had a poopy diaper and she hmm. said no and then pulled down her pants and a fucking turd rolled out. Yeah, that's She's kids. a liar. Yes. To my face, Hemet. And his implication right in here, face. his implication is uh, you have to discipline them, which means if they do exactly what your niece did, 
he wants you to take it a step further. Get violent. That's the implication of that. What age do they start spanking in that in this sort in of in this area? sort of th- oh from early 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 like the baby is crying mm-hmm. and like, mm. yeah <laughs> his umbilical cord hasn't fallen off but he won't shut up I'll finish this up oh, he yeah, has sorry. rule four at the table eat whatever you are given cheerfully and never say anything negative about any food that is set before you ever be positive and grateful always be thankful if they get used to complaining about food that's a habit that will bleed over into everything. Really quickly, if the food is bad, but you say it's good, you know what that's called? A lie. lie. It's Mm. a lose-lose situation if the food is bad. What are you going to do? That's like the trolley problem for evangelical Christians, fundamentalist Christians. What was the first line? You eat every bite you're given? Something to that Uh, effect? Eat whatever you were given Eat whatever you're given. I stayed at a home that had this kind of policy, and they had two young foster daughters, and so the woman who I was staying with would give me this huge plate full of food and then get mad because I couldn't finish it because she was like, we're teaching our daughters to finish your, finish damn your dinner. Oh, yeah. Welcome to like, every brown person gathering I've ever been to. Well, that's Stuff more of, your plate with every food you don't want to eat. But are they passive aggressive when you don't finish it? Oh, I just threw it away when they weren't looking. Oh, yeah. So like... My Italian family has that same kind of instinct yeah. of keep piling on your food, but also don't or get, actually, if but I also was, don't get fat because that's onto, even worse than oh. not eating or whatever. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't throw it away. I would put it on the plate of the person next to me. <laughs> that's how we rolled. <laughs> like when you were a kid, oh, were you yeah. just like passing things down the down the row? Uh, it wasn't down the row because no one wanted it. So you just like find the sorriest, saddest like Indian food so much. If you go to their houses. You don't have a choice. Yeah, but I like Indian food, and sometimes I want to get Indian food with you, and you're like, no, I hate Indian food. <laughs> yeah, you're, you, you didn't grow up with it. Okay, wait, listen, wait, we got off Sorry, track Sorry, we're again. talking about beating your children. <laughs> talking about I'm beating not the shit out of your children yes. for now. But anyway, there's two things I have wrong with that. A is like, I'm an adult, and I get to decide when I'm done eating, mm-hmm. or like, I'm a human being, I get to say when I'm satiated, even though I get it, like, kids eat three bites. They're hungry 20 minutes later. My understanding is the first five years of par- parenting is just getting food in your kid. Yeah. Like, they just won't fucking eat yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason. Correct. This is... I'm, I would have been a great mother, so it's really <laughs> too bad. Um, but yeah. the thing is, it is not good, I would argue, to say you need to finish all of the food in your plate no matter what, because that is teaching you to not listen to your body. Right, And right. not know when you're full, because it doesn't matter if you're full. It matters when the plate's empty. And that's how people <laughs> have disordered eating. So this guy goes on. When a rule broken... I forget the grammar. When a rule <laughs> broken, consequences follow immediately without delay. We used corporal punishment. So you don't say. What? This guy corporal? We use corporal punishment delivered without raising our voices or expressing anger. You want the child to know he, she's being disciplined for wrongdoing, mm. not because he or she made us angry. At least he's on brand and not using the singular they. <laughs> um, but I, I almost think the corporal punishment without raising your voices or being angry. That's like just worse. A, That's so creepy. That's much worse. The straight face, just like, bring me the paddle. It's like John Wayne Gacy's dad. Yeah. And then he finishes. I need to stop reading true crime shit. Seriously. I'm losing my mind. Matt Kennedy finishes. After discipline comes a hug, forgiveness, and assurance that he or she can never do anything to stop our love. Then share the gospel. Jesus died for your sins and blah, blah, blah. He loves you, blah, blah, blah. I should add that he... Oh, I'm going to stop there for a second. Yeah, please the do stop right there. The idea that we're going to hurt you and then we're going to hug you and you will know that we love you 
is just setting your kids up for a horrible future. That's what I would call an abusive relationship. So if Hammond told me that when... Why do I have to be the example here? Because you don't have any other friends I can name. This is accurate. When Hammond tells me... Now I lost my train of thought. So, okay... He hits them and but doesn't want to show emotion. So what right. I think what he's trying to do is like, I'm not mad at you. These you are just the consequences of what happened. Yes. Which is very, I think, in keeping with a Republican right wing sort of sense of we know what's good for you and we're going to take care of it. We're the father figures. Well, I would say beyond that, things are black and white. Things are mm. good and bad. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, the stealing a loaf of bread to say, feed your family, right? They're like, no, it's against the law. What about that rich baker's family or whatever? Um, and I think that's, frankly, this sort of black and white thinking is very dangerous and kind of how we got to where we are right now in terms of like the drug war. There were in drugs or whatever of like, well, it doesn't matter if you had an addiction problem or it doesn't matter if you were homeless and the only thing you could, you're, you know, you didn't have a job and the only thing you could do to secure an income that allowed you to put a roof over your head was sell weed or whatever. It, it, to look or you at were the, in chronic pain and you took marijuana and exactly. that was the only way to alleviate the pain a or whatever. different reasons. Yeah. And uh, to, to reduce everything to right or wrong, black and white, is is unhelpful and frankly not how the world works. And that's not setting your kids up for success. Like, you need to learn shades of gray and morality. And I think that's honestly the danger of the Bible in some ways, of when you say this is right and this is wrong, you don't leave room for your kid to develop a conscience of their own. Let me finish what Matt Kennedy said here. I should add that even if you do everything right as a parent, and you won't, your child can still end up taking the wrong path. This is a fallen world, and the flesh is powerful. Thus, trust Jesus. The flesh is weak. I thought literally uh, the saying was the flesh is weak. I think he's saying. I think that's what he means by it. Anyway, trust Jesus, confess your sins, receive His mercy, pray for your kids every day. Some bullshit. Mm. Even if you do everything that he says, yeah. he says your kids can still like end up on the wrong path, which means you don't have to listen to him. And as many parents chimed in. They didn't raise their kids with those rules. Their kids turned out great. Mm. And many of the kids who were raised with those types of rules are like, yeah, this traumatized me. Mm -hmm. My parents think I have a good relationship with them, but I don't. I give them lip service. I am not close to them. I don't share stuff with them. I don't talk to them unless I have to talk with them. They so many people. with that kind of relationship with their parents. Right. So this guy who's like, I have my, my six kids are doing great. We have a great relationship. It's like, I don't know that you know that necessarily. Your level of success that is that your kid is not actively, not even not actively breaking the law, but not actively getting caught for doing anything. If that's your only level level of success, then like, yeah, I guess you did a good job. But I don't know. I hope you want more for your kids than just staying out of incarceration. I know. That's such a weird brag. <laughs> well, and especially, it does also feel like a pretty... He didn't like, say, my kids give to charity. My kids well, really help everyone around them. I also think it's them. a little bit of a dog whistle because of this sort of like <laughs> school to prison pipeline yeah. of like, oh, all those black guys have been to jail. Not, I assume this guy's white, just based <laughs> on very... my experience moving through the world. Um, I think what's most concerning to me about the list is the underlying message that kids have to be deferential no to their brilliant. parents at all times. No arguing, no complaining. Like that, I get why that sounds nice in theory, 
But if you tell your kids they have to obey their parents or else, or they have to, um, you know, love whatever they have in their lives or else, or, and they can never lie or else, you know what those kids become? They grow up to become skillful liars who That's have no true. relationship with their parents because they learn that faking it for the sake of appearances to avoid a beating or something right. is better than having an honest conversation with their parents. Mm-hmm. And this guy has made it clear if their kids disagree with him or if they want to have that honest there conversation, are consequences. there are yep, big consequences. If, if a pastor takes advantage of them yeah. or they begin to doubt their faith, they cannot go to their parents because there's no trust there. Can I use this tortured metaphor about horses? Sure. Great. Um, so with horses, we do demand somewhat obedience, right? Like if I ask you to go, you go, I'm in charge here. But there are times that a horse will disobey me because they are in pain or scared or uncomfortable in whatever way. And it's my job, even though I'm in charge, it's my job to see that and say, okay, is everything actually okay? Or are you just being a dick? And sometimes they're just being a dick. But, like, I feel like you should give at least that much leeway with your kids of, like, are you disagreeing with me because you're two and a half and you don't want to talk about the poop in your pants? Mm-hmm. Or are you disagreeing with me because your your uh, pastor did something confusing to you and so it's causing you to act out in different ways? Like, this... Th- th- I mean, I can't just keep saying black and white thinking is terrible, but it really is. Um, I should say, all the stuff that this guy is saying, as many people responded under his post, this is what James Dobson taught with Focus on the Family, and a Mm -hmm. lot of kids were raised with that. This is what Michael and Debbie Pearl have said in their book, To Train Up a Child. Oh, To Train Up a Child! uh, It's been cited uh, in cases of child abuse. And many kids, if even if they say I wasn't like abused, yeah. they said I was raised with this sort of thinking. I do not have a relationship with my parents. I don't want a relationship with my parents. Yeah. If those are the kids, sort of kids you want to raise, I mean, all right, at least say that out loud. Um, but my God, it's, it's just so funny. if you demand obedience instead of thinking you need to earn it. There's something wrong with your parenting style. Yeah, that goes for... Yeah, I mean, it's a very, like, greatest generation way to look at the world is, is if somebody is older than you, they have earned your respect just by existing <laughs> longer than you, which, like, is a cuckoo bananas crazy pants yeah. way to view the world. One last story. I'll make this one quick, but it, it raises a question I want to ask you. Uh. There, uh, In Australia, you know how I follow Australian football um, sure. There is a guy named Andrew <laughs> Thorburn. Rules, oh, yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> that's rugby. That's, yeah. Andrew Thorburn was uh, appointed weird. as the CEO of the Essendon football team. So basically, they have a football league there. There's one team. This guy got uh, appointed as the CEO of the team. He's the team manager, basically. Okay. Okay. Fine. Random guy gets this job. That's not news in any sort of way. But within 24 hours Mm -hmm. of him getting this job to run this club, he resigned. Why did he resign? Because everyone found out this guy's other job, what he does with the rest of his life, is he's on the board of what's called City on a Hill, which is Uh like a a group of churches. (laughs) It's a group of churches, very conservative Christian views on everything. Mm. And that includes 
We know they are anti-LGBTQ. There's a sermon on their website from 2013 called Surviving Same-Sex Attraction as a Christian. Oh, so brave. Yeah, and then they're survivors of that. I know. Everybody I know has had same-sex attraction. (laughs) Attraction was just dropping like flies. It was tragic. (laughs) There was another sermon on their website that uh, compared abortion to concentration camps during the Holocaust. Concentration Concentration camps camps is. An upsetting comparison, somehow more upsetting than just saying the Holocaust. (laughs) It's very specific. It's very specific. Um, So this guy said he was appointed to the board, the leadership of this church group. After those sermons occurred, like he didn't say the sermons Mm -hmm. and he's never openly talked about these. Like he's not a pastor. He's not known for talking about this stuff, but he runs this church that preaches this sort of stuff. Right. And basically if you ask him, okay, well, what do you think about this stuff? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I'm not here to talk about that sort of stuff. Why are you asking? People don't exist outside your hypothetical questions. (laughs) So I just don't think about them or the evil. Obviously he supports both of those positions, which are garbage and the backlash in australia was so big that this guy and basically they said hey this football club they say like they're marketing the way they promote themselves to their fans is we are a safe inclusive diverse (gasps) welcoming club for our staff our players our members everybody how do you say that and then have this guy appointed to be your team manager basically your ceo when he opposes all of that and basically all the clashing began after he got appointed so the club like what's this club called uh, essendon e-s-s-e-n-d-o-n thank you they had no problem appointing a christian that's not a problem it's that this guy happens to be a bigot who also happens to be a christian yeah we're not into that and so this week uh first of all he stepped down and the club made it clear like yeah we 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 heard you <laughs> let me <laughs> let me tell you what thorburn said after he resigned Today, it became clear to me that my personal Christian faith is not tolerated or permitted in the public square, dot, dot, dot. People should be able to hold different views on complex personal and moral matters. Mm -hmm. They made it clear that my Christian faith and my association with the church are unacceptable in our culture if you wish to hold a leadership position in society. Basically saying I've been canceled for my views. It's like, buddy, your views are not, I think taxes should be higher on one group of people. Your views are some people don't deserve rights. I should be able to control a woman's body. Those are not things that are up for debate in a civil society. So look, he can have his views. No one's saying like you can't have your religion. You can absolutely have it. But there are going to be consequences if you step out of your Christian bubble. Mm. And I don't care if you're not here to enforce those views on anybody else. You have those views. And we're going to like... Fucking shame you for it. Well, and also, that means we can't trust you to be impartial to people. Yeah, what we happens know what if there's think. a gay player on the team? How do I know you're going to treat that person with respect? You don't do it at your church. Honestly, I just went down a uh, rabbit hole of looking at the cities. <laughs> uh, the train line that I used to live on Wait, when I used what? to live in Sydney. Budgewise, where I live, Tukli. I do not care. Groken, so, Shaman I should say, Haven. There is a mayor in the city 
who actually said after he was appointed, after Terrible. the guy was appointed to the CEO, mm-hmm. uh, Mayor Tim Baxter, uh, deputy mayor, like not a high ranking guy. He's a, he's a city mayor somewhere. Sure. He said, I've made the difficult decision Boy, to boy. resign my Essendon football club membership. I Good. guess they have memberships. And those of my children due to their board's decision to appoint the chair of a homophobic and anti-healthcare yes, church. Yes, yeah. Anti-healthcare? The, yeah, oh, that's the, the way he talked about abortion. To the position <gasps> of CEO. I urge anybody who cares about queer rights to resign also. Yes. While the decision to appoint some controversial Gaius coach uh-huh. was, in my opinion, a good one, the decision to appoint Andrew Thorburn as CEO is spitting in the face of every queer Essendon member wow. as well as any member or supporter who supports women's rights to reproductive health care. And then he added, the issue isn't Christianity, it's bigotry. And then the next day, after the guy resigned, uh-huh. he just posted a picture of himself wearing his Essendon like, uniform. Like, I'm Wait. back, I'm a fan, you guys. Which wow. is fantastic. I should say, in That's the U.S. That's work. Are there parallels to this in the U.S.? And I couldn't the think... The TV show Ted Lasso. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> think of one I can give where you. someone who is a fundamentalist Christian was basically booed out of his position in a similar situation on a sports team. Mm. Donald Sterling of the Los Angeles Clippers was basically forced to resign because of his racism that was caught on tape. Uh, The Las Vegas Mm. Raiders coach, John Gruden, was caught making misogynistic and homophobic comments. He just had to resign recently. So that has happened. But I cannot remember someone who was so linked to Christianity and bigotry like that that's also been forced out. I this could just be my ignorance. I, I hope I'm not I, missing I, someone obvious. I definitely can't think of a sports figure yeah. who would have um, I, I just want to point out the pressure for him to resign. It was not religious discrimination. It's that the values you care about do not align with what decent people and also the sports team say they value. Do you think we'll ever not have to say that, like, hey, me saying that you're a homophobe is not anti-Christian. Right. Like, do you think we'll ever have to, like, clarify, like, hey, j- just because we want this guy to resign doesn't mean we don't like Christians. Like, yeah, I mean, that, that's, it's, we're, it's we're not the issue. We're going to do it for the rest the of f- linear time. That's going to keep happening until, I think, more Christians speak out against guys like this. Mm-hmm. And they have. Like, I'm not pretending they don't. Sure. Um, but that's, I think, what will help make that change happen. Mm-hmm. As more Christians say, yeah, buddy, this isn't about your faith. I share your faith. They're, I would have this job. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be a problem if I was appointed to your job. It's a problem because you think you can do this while also holding these hateful views. Mm-hmm. Stay in your bubble. Stay in your lane. Like, if you want to spread well, bigotry and- to your kids and your church, like... And certainly Whatever. gone are the days that somebody can be like nakedly homophobic without yeah. any consequences. Not and to say that people good. aren't. Yeah, yeah, of course it's <laughs> great. And not to see people don't get away with bullshit and people don't get taken seriously when they should. But like, it's a, it's a, it's a new John. It's a new day, and I'm feeling good. I'm so yeah. sorry, so sorry. Quote Michael Bublé. <laughs> Where do we find you? Uh, you can find me. Uh, oh wait, we should talk about the bonus oh, episode before so we Jessica do. Jessica has finally. I don't know why what that felt really aggressive that you what? called me by my full name. <laughs> Jessica, what uh, what what have you been watching? So, for the first time in my entire life, I am watching a season of Survivor. I which ha- I do regularly, which is it's the, the only, only show, I watch. show that Hemant watches, which has long been one of the more confusing aspects <laughs> of the Rubik's Cube. Who is Hemant Meta? 
Um, of all the skeletons in my closet. Yeah, exactly. This is That's... this is what he's most ashamed. <laughs> this, you know, his love of Survivor almost made him not get on Jeopardy. It was really upsetting <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> um, and so for our bonus content for the next however long the show's on, how many, 12 weeks-ish? Uh, how long is the show yeah. on? Yeah, it's about 12, 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Uh, we are bonus episodes instead of me talking about whatever bullshit I want to talk about, which is, listen, I'm going to miss this. She has a lot of questions. Oh, boy. I... I took so many notes, y'all. I might, should I post that video that I sent you of my first page, my first? I think you showed me some of it, but I should say. No, the, I sent uh, him oh, a, video, you... a 30 second video yeah. of me just flipping through the notes <laughs> I had taken. It was 10 pages. Yes. Not okay. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing in the bonus episode. You can go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast if you want to listen to those and all the other stuff we have up there. Three episodes of the new season of Survivor have aired, so that's where we're gonna start from. And if I have you some really know. strong opinions already. I have excellent. I was hate texting Hemant for a while, and then I was like, "Oh, I need to like save this hate for the show." <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. it's it, it's it's enjoyable. I've it. Listen, save it, save it. Listen, say nothing else. It's a well put together piece of thing. It makes me feel the emotions. It's supposed to make me feel my heart braces <laughs> faster. Whatever it does, what it's supposed to do. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter. Oh, hey. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Bloomkey. Also, if you live in the Chicagoland area, um, the barn I work at, it's called the Hanson Center. It's under the Ray Graham Association. It's in Burridge, Illinois. Uh, we are having two events in the next few weeks that I would love for people to come um, and, you know, pay some money for the nonprofit that I work for. And also, maybe we can hang out. I think I'm going to be painting a horse like a skeleton. Do I have the skills to do that? I do not. <laughs> so the first one is called Bonfire at the Barn. It's on Saturday, October 15th at 6.30 p.m. Um, 25 bucks per person. And I think you're going to get, you get to hang out with the animals. And there's s'mores, um, etc. So that's the 15th. And then the other one is a fall fast. And that is October 23rd. That's a Sunday at 11 a.m. I don't know how much that one costs. I'll give more. Anyway, um, Ray Graham Association, 15 West 431 East 59th Street in Burr Ridge. Come hang out. Donate to us. See, uh, there's a goat named Squirt. Yes, So You can find me at Hammond Meta on the Twitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast. You can always email us at uh, friendlyatheistpodcast.gmail.com. Leave us a review. I'm not going to read one because I forgot. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye.